Hey sis, welcome to The Complete Life. I'm your host V, and this podcast is for women who want to get real with their faith, know who they are, and live the complete life Jesus promised them. So let's dive in. Okay, this episode is close to my heart because I personally have had issues with identity. This episode is for all of you out there who need to know the truth about your identity in Christ. Are you excited about this? Because as always, I'm excited. Last episode, I highlighted who's a child of God, who our heavenly daddy is, and our responsibilities as children of God. But there's still more to knowing who you are and a lot of it stems in what you believe is your identity. In this episode, we'll go over what your true identity is by discussing what an identity crisis is and your identity in Christ. So first, let's start with the issue. Remember in episode three of this season's podcast, I defined what the term identity means. And it's a long jumbled definition. So we just going to recap that again and go over that definition. So your identity is the connection created to your true sense of self by the aligning and positioning of that self in reference to something. This true sense of self is your true being, who you really are. And again, this is different from your identity. And that something that you're referencing should be your worldview. Remember, your worldview functions as a cornerstone. It's a reference point. It's the thing your identity aligns itself to. But going again a little deeper into this definition, an identity is a continuous self-image that should remain constant even as new aspects of yourself are developed and strengthened over time. Which makes sense because a worldview, especially if you say, yes, V, I have the biblical Christian worldview. The word of God ain't changing. It is constant. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Regardless of circumstances and things happening right now in our day and age, it is continuous. And if your identity references your worldview, and if your worldview is a biblical Christian worldview, then you should have a continuous self-image because your identity references the word of God. Your identity is what you use to portray to the world who you really are. And that word portray means to characterize, depict, and describe something or someone in a particular way. And your identity is what you use to define to the world who you are. And that term define, again, means to characterize something, but also to explain the meaning of something clearly and completely. So this is what an identity is. It's that connection created to your true sense of self by the aligning and positioning of that self in reference to the biblical Christian worldview. It's a continuous self-image of who you really are, a child of the Most High God, a new creation. If you say, yes, V, I've made Jesus my Lord and personal Savior. Yes, V, I believe the biblical Christian worldview. Your identity is what you use to portray to the world who you are and to define to the world who you are. 
and still many people are going through an identity crisis today. So what's an identity crisis? How do you know if you're in one? Well, an identity crisis is a state of confusion regarding one's nature. So I just spent the last two episodes going over your true nature. You are a spiritual being, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, and you are a new creation, a child of God, if you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior. And yet people are going through identity crisis because they don't understand that's their true nature. And you'll know whether or not you're going through an identity crisis if you're asking yourself questions like, who am I really? What do I believe? What do I value? What is my purpose? What motivates me? What am I most passionate about? These are some questions that people who are going through an identity crisis have. Because if you knew these things, if you weren't in a state of confusion about your true nature, if you weren't in a state of confusion about these things, you wouldn't be asking these questions. In fact, an identity crisis happens, I bet, to everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, including myself. They tend to occur at the beginning of life changes. So a beginning of a new relationship or the end of a relationship, having a child, losing a loved one, losing or starting a new job, moving to a new place, a new health diagnosis, any major life event has the potential to cause someone to have an identity crisis if they are confused about their nature. And not having a a strong identity has major risks and implications. It increases your risk of depression, anxiety, suicide, burnout, relationship issues, erratic behavior, etc. and etc. So this is an important issue to go over. It's an important issue that you get right. That first and foremost, you know exactly what your true nature is. A spiritual being, a new creation, a child of the most high God. But then if the issue with you isn't with knowing who you are, then the issue might be with how you are defining and portraying who you are. The identity crisis might be stemming from the way you are living out your true nature here on earth. For example, I bet none of you did this, so it's okay. You be thinking about all your friends who did this. But for example, there might have been people out there who used a fake ID to, you know, get into places and and get things that you, you shouldn't have gotten because you weren't of age. And um, I use this analogy because you can be a child of God and be showing a fake identification to the world, the wrong identification to the world by choice, consciously or subconsciously. Because remember, your worldview is what's used to define who you are. Your worldview, what you believe about who you are, will be the basis of that identification card that you're showing to your world, uh, showing to the world, sorry. And your worldview is either conscious or subconscious. Yeah, we're going way back to like episode one of this podcast. Your worldview is a conscious or subconscious belief system. And whether you know it or not, you are showing your worldview to the world. You are showing an identification 
that is trying to define and portray who you really are, which is regardless of whether or not you believe in God as spiritual being, and if you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, a new creation, a child of God. But if you have the wrong worldview, then you will be showing the wrong identification to the world. You will be defining yourself and portraying yourself with all the wrong things. And again, in episode three, I talked about all those wrong things upon which people use to define who they are. They use external factors like what they have, the clothes that they wear, their hairstyle, where they live, um, their postal code, their zip code, their career, their past experiences. They're using all the wrong things to define who they are, their um, relationship status, their talents, their gifts, their sexuality, the results on a personality test, a zodiac sign, their status in society, all these things people are using to show the world this is who I am. But these are all fake IDs. These are not the correct identifications that we should be showing to the world, especially if you say, yes, V, I am a child of the Most High God. Yes, V, I am a new creation. Because if you're using these things, these worldly things to define who you are, then you're further perpetuating the confusion regarding your true nature, which is what an identity crisis is. You're further perpetuating that confusion regarding your true nature when you use the wrong things to define and portray who you are, when you show the wrong identification to the world. What you use to characterize yourself, my dear sis, to clearly explain and um, clearly and completely tell the world who you are should be based on the biblical Christian worldview. Specifically, your identity should be in Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear. There are many Bible verses that say that you become a child of God through faith in Jesus. That you become a new creation by believing in Jesus. The connection to your true sense of self the connection to being a child of God, to being a new creation, is through what you believe. That means believing in Jesus Christ. Not just anything, not just anyone, not just the universe, not just in good things happening to good people. You gotta believe in Jesus Christ. You gotta make him your Lord and personal savior. That is the connection to your true self, to who you are and to whose you are. It is based on Jesus, who is God, which is God's word, your biblical Christian worldview, Jesus Christ, should be what you are defining yourself by, what you are portraying to the world, the identification that you are showing to the world. When people see you, they should see Christ. Amen. And so this brings me to the next point then. If you're like, well, V, I, I'm showing Jesus as my identity to the world. I want people to see Jesus when they see me. I don't want them to see me. I want them to see God. Well, you need to know exactly the identification that you are showing people then. 
And the rest of this podcast, I hope this is an encouragement to people because like I said, I went through an identity crisis myself. There was a point I was six months postpartum with my son and just crying out to God, asking him about my purpose, asking him about who I really am, asking him, I'm like, is this it? Am I just a mom? Am I just a wife? Am I just a a family medicine resident? Am I just this, 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 these things, these external factors, these relationships, these roles that I fulfill, these talents that I have? Is this my identity? And God revealed to me in such a mighty way that no, no, my identity is in Christ and all the things that are associated all the characteristics, all the definitions, all the ways that Christ, oh my gosh, should be exemplified in everything that I do, that I think, that in who I am and how I define myself and portray myself to the world. So I just want to share with you what God shared with me those years ago. First of all, he told me, dear daughter, you are a child of God. In John 1, 12, in Galatians 3, 26 and 4, 7, in 1 John 3, 1. And to be a child of God, remember I, I was talking about who you are, your true nature is a child of God once you've given your life to Christ. Well, in Christ, that identity, um, being a child of God, it means living in full dependence on the Heavenly Father means sharing the same nature as their father. So the identity then in Christ that comes with that is loved. Dear sis, you are loved, as it says in John 3, 16, in Romans 8, 38 to 39, in Galatians 2, 20. And to be loved means affection that involves choice and selection. God chooses. He has chosen to love you. He has selected you out of the many to love you. You are what God prefers. That's what that loved means. In those verses, you are preferred by God. You are also chosen. So not only are you loved as a child of God, but in Christ you are chosen, as it says in Ephesians 1.4, in Colossians 3.12, in 1 Thessalonians 1.4, in Revelation 17.14. And to be chosen means to be picked out for himself, selected by deliberate choice, selected especially as a deeply personal choice through faith and through faith in Christ, the act of picking out. God has picked you out. You are loved as a child of God. That's your identity. You are chosen as a child of God. That's another aspect of your identity. And number three, you are God's special creation. As it says in Exodus 19.5, in Deuteronomy 7.6, and a special possession, sorry, you are God's special possession. And a special possession means chosen by God, taken to himself. You get the theme here? That you are purposely preferred, chosen, selected. You are a treasure to the Lord himself. Your identity in Christ makes it so that you are love, chosen, and God's special possession. But hey, your identity in Christ also makes it so that as a child of God, you are precious. As it says in Isaiah 43, 4, you are prized. You are valued. You have worth, my dear sister. You're not just anything that means nothing. 
to our Heavenly Father. No, you are valued. You are highly valuable, so valuable that he sent his only son for you to die on the cross. Can you can you just sit there and think about that for a second? That God sent his only son to die for you before you knew him, before you loved him, before you respected him, before you reverenced him, before you submitted your life to Christ for him, before you decided to glorify him, that you are so precious, that he valued you so much, that he sent his only son. How many moms listening here today would send their child for somebody who doesn't even know them, who doesn't love them, who doesn't respect them, who doesn't care for them? Mm -hmm. That's right. Think about that. Not only are you loved, chosen, God's special possession and precious as your identity in Christ, but you are an heir, as it says in Romans 8, 17 17, and Galatians 3, 29. And an heir is someone who receives their allotted possession by right of sonship, thus receiving the blessings of God's kingdom promised to Abraham. You are an heir to the promises and the blessings that God has. You have rights as a child of God. Amen? And not only that, you are blessed in Christ. Your identity in Christ means you are blessed. As it says in Deuteronomy 28, 2 to 8, in Psalm 118, 26, Ephesians 1, 3, you are blessed not of just men and that men shall bless you, but you are also blessed of God that he causes you to prosper and makes you happy with every kind of blessing. Oh my goodness, is somebody getting excited today? Is somebody getting excited listening to this, that your identity in Christ, once you believe in God and you become, sorry, believe in Christ and become a child of the Most High God, your identity now is loved, chosen, God's special possession, precious, heir, and blessed. But oh my goodness, it does not stop there. As a new creation, which is all things are new, you have the Holy Spirit nature. You are regenerated through Christ. When you believe in him, when you make him your Lord and personal savior, you are a woman conformed to the nature of God. You are a child of God. You have been reborn, regenerated, new, N-E-W, brand new, nothing old about you, completely 100% new. You know the identification that comes with that? It means now you are God's workmanship. Amen as it says in Ephesians 2.10 and Isaiah 64.8, you are a thing made by God. A new creation. You have a creator. You are made by God. You are not a mistake. You were purposefully crafted. And not only were you just made, but you were fearfully and wonderfully made, as it says in Psalms 139 verse 14. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. And what that means is you cause astonishment and awe for God. Hold your head up high. That's who you're representing. That's who you're an ambassador for. That's your identity in Christ Jesus. Amen. To be fearfully and wonderfully made, you cause astonishment and awe for God. You are distinct. You are separated. You are wondrously made. When when you walk in the room, that is your identity, fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Not only are you God's workmanship, who has been fearfully and wonderfully made, but in Christ you are also predestined. You are called, as it says in Ephesians 1.5 and Ephesians 1.11, in 2 Peter 1.3, you are marked out beforehand. 
You are appointed beforehand. You are invited by God. There is a reason you are alive here on earth. God has invited you to glorify him and to fulfill purpose for him. Amen. In Christ, not only are you God's workmanship, fearfully, wonderfully made, predestined and called, but you are sanctified. As it says in Hebrews 10.10, you are set apart, made holy, free from the guilt of sin. Let that sit in. You are free from the guilt of sin. Anytime Satan coming at you, trying to make you feel guilty, trying to condemn you for any which shape or reason, you tell him my identity is Christ, which means I am sanctified made holy, free from the guilt of sin. And not only that, your identity in Christ, when you become a new creation, your identity in Christ also includes friend of God. As it says in John fifteen thirteen to 15, that you are dearly loved in a personal way. You are a trusted confidant. You are an associate. You are associated with Jesus Christ, which grants you access to all sorts of good things. Amen. Oh man, I I honestly am preaching myself happy and there is still so much to say. This last aspect, not only once you give your life to Christ and you become a, a child of God, a new creation, you become a citizen of heaven. Who you are is a citizen of heaven, dear sister. And so that's mentioned in Philippians 3.20, which means you are part of the commonwealth whose citizens you are of heaven. Stop looking at yourself based on your race here on earth. Stop looking at yourself based on your culture here on earth and your ethnic background here on earth. Stop looking at yourself based on the country that you have a passport for. You are a citizen of heaven. Amen. Which means your identity in Christ that's associated with that means you are free. As it says in John 8, 36, in Romans 6, 6, in Romans 8, 2, in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, and in Galatians 5, 1, you are free. Your personal ownership rights are not assigned to sin anymore. Satan don't have a hold on you anymore. Stop saying, oh, I'm just a sinner. You are not a sinner. You are free. You may sin, but you are not a sinner. That is not who you are. You are free free. Your ownership is now of God. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. You are delivered by God into true spiritual liberty. Liberty from errors that blind you from discerning the majesty of Christ. Liberty from errors that keep you in bondage to sin. Amen. Not only are you free, you are not condemned. As it says in Romans 8, 1, there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Your identity in Christ means you are not condemned. You are not damned. You are not punished um, to the extreme penalty of being separated from God as long as you are in Christ, my friend. And you are redeemed. As it says in Romans 3.24, in Galatians 3.13, in Ephesians 1.7, you are restored back to the possession of God. You are God's purchase of use from the depth of sin and brought back. He brought you back to a new status. He has freed you from the dominion of the Mosaic law. All the laws of the Old Testament, he has freed you from them. You are redeemed now through Christ. And not only... Are you free 
not condemned and redeemed, but you are now righteous in Christ Jesus. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, you are approved by God and deemed right by the Lord. And you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Your identity in Christ makes you someone who belongs to royalty of the King of Kings, devoting your life to God alone. You are set apart by and set apart for God. You are a peculiar race. You are a people joined by practicing similar customs or a common culture of what? Heaven. Not of this earth, of heaven. Amen. And your identity in Christ also means you are victorious. Stop living as a victim. Stop seeing yourself as a victim and see yourself as victorious in Christ. As it says in Romans 8.31 and in 1 Corinthians 15.17 and 1 John 4.4. You have conquest. You have accomplished. Oh my goodness. By Christ, through faith in him. You have accomplished. You have conquered all things. It's, as my pastor said, it's a double-sided coin. Heads, you win. Tails, you win. Don't matter what side of the coin you see. You win. You are victorious. The outcome is victory for you. Amen? You are an ambassador for Christ. Your identity in Christ as a citizen of heaven means you now are an ambassador for Christ. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5.20, you are a representative of God's kingdom. So everything you do, everything you say, every way you speak, all your habits, your passions, your desires, your pursuits, they all better be representing who? The identification that you're showing to the world, Jesus Christ, because you're an ambassador for him. And you are light and salt of the world. As it says in Matthews 5, 13 to 15 and Ephesians 5, 8, you are used to preserve the goodness of God, the glory of God, God's love on this earth. And you are used to fertilize, provide nutrients for growth, the fruit of the spirit everywhere that you go. You are a source of the manifestation of the glory of God. Amen? Because the source, the Holy Spirit, is dwelling on the inside of you. And you are meant to reveal and impart life through Christ. You are meant to reveal the goodness of God, to reveal who Christ is, and impart life through Christ working in you. Oh my goodness gracious. You need to pause, rewind, and listen to all this again, because this is your identity in Christ. You are loved. You are chosen. You are God's special possession. You are precious. You are, an, you are an heir. You are blessed. You are God's workmanship. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are predestined. You are called. You are sanctified. You are a friend of God. You are free. You are not condemned. You are redeemed. You are righteous. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, victorious, an ambassador for Christ, the light and salt of the world. So let me calm down. What now? <laughs> let me calm down a little bit. What now? What do you do now with all this information? Because you might be listening to this and being like, this is all fine and dandy to know me, but I am still having an identity crisis. Well, if that's you, if that's the case, you need to first of all start saying, you no longer have a crisis over your identity and start decreeing and declaring who you are, 
Because remember, an identity crisis is confusion about your true nature. So you need to start declaring your true nature. A spiritual being, a child of the Most High God, made in his likeness, a new creation, a citizen of heaven. Amen. And then you need to get to the root of the wrong belief defining who you are. The wrong belief that is causing you to show the wrong identification, anything but Christ to to the world. You need to get to the root of that wrong belief and uproot it. Get it out of your worldview. Because the worldview needs to be based on the biblical Christian worldview. It needs to be based on the word of God, on God himself. You need to spend time getting to know Christ, the one who defines you. You need to spend time getting to know God, the one whom you are made in the likeness and image of. Some of y'all might be listening to this and be like, okay, but then what about the rest of my life? Does this negate the fact that I'm a mom, that I'm a wife, that I'm a sister, that I'm whatever you do for your work, etc., etc.? I want to end with you knowing this. The things in this world... They're not what you should use to define who you are. The things of this world are not what you should use to define who you are. Your roles, your gifts, your talents, your possessions, your personality traits, your social status, your sexuality, your experiences. They're not to use to define who you are, but they're also not to be forgotten or thought to be any less important because these are an outlet For how you show to the world Jesus Christ, your identification card. They're a way for you to portray Christ in you in every aspect of your life. They are how you will make Christ known on this earth and make disciples of nations. They are how you will fulfill your purpose of glorifying God. They are how you will bring God's culture, God's race, God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. But ultimately, it is so important that you realize these things do not define you. They are not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. So there you have it, sis. This season, we'll be going over the ins and outs of what you believe and learning how to live the complete life Jesus promised you can have. In the meantime, here are three steps you can take. One, make sure to rate my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Two, Share my podcast with a friend who you think would benefit from listening. And three, check out my website, www.completelyv.com to learn more about how I can help you get started in living the complete life and for support in deepening your relationship with God. Until next time, thanks for tuning in and talk to you later.